0: Welcome to Cook in the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point through the good times and the bad and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cook in the Books. This week on the podcast, I spoke to Elika and Gary from Jamshid Urban Winery in Preston. These guys are the kind of people that don't follow trends, but more like the kind of people that set them. Gary's been doing this for many, many years. Ellica also has her own coffee roasting company. I really enjoyed this conversation with Elika and Gary. They really are the kind of people you just like to hang out with, drink wine and chat the industry. They've got so much knowledge to share. And in this podcast, we spoke about authenticity, brand awareness, growing slow and strong. Gary's had the winery for nearly 18 years, I think he said. It's pretty amazing how he's built it to what it is today. You might hear a chinkle from a dog's chin because a dog sat in and did the podcast with us because it's that kind of place. It's really cool. It's not like a... A normal winery, it's more like a beer hall, really cool urban spot with the way they play vinyl records, and yeah, it's just a real cool, cool place. Most winemakers, we spoke about this on the podcast, but most winemakers I've met are really cool people. And and also, this week, and probably next week, and probably the week after that, if you leave a review on your podcast app and take a screenshot and send it to me either on Instagram or probably at city larder.com. I will send you a copy of my ebook, my pasta ebook. I guess it's a way of, normally you say, please, please leave a review, but this is like, please leave a review and I'll give you a free book. How about that? It's a bit of a deal. Anyway, that's enough for me blabbering on. Now, over to the show.
1: Uh, so, I'm Elika. I own a coffee roastery, which is in Cremorne, uh, which I've had for about seven years now. Um, I've got somebody taking care of it for me at the moment, and I've just started full time for Jamshed Wines. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Gary's obviously my partner in crime. No, I'm your boss. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> boss so. yeah, he likes to think that he's the boss, but yeah. in reality, we all know that. Yeah, we all know. We all know that. We definitely all
2: know that. Um, no. Oh, I'm Gary.
3: So <laughs> I am the proprietor and director and general jack of all trades for Jamshed Wines. Which has been going now. So Javishi Wines has been going eighteen years, or well, nineteen been? this vintage coming up. So
0: you've it, You you started it. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I've only ever, I started on a ten thousand dollars Mastercard that I'm still paying off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's only really been sort of pure stubbornness and resilience that's got me this far. So you know. And then two years ago we decided to build this winery. Um, but it's been you know it's just been a, a yeah very much a family owned local brand that we've grown from the ground up. I mean in two thousand three I started with. 80 cases of wine, and there was a Shiraz and a Gewürztraminer, and now we're up to sort of what five, six thousand cases a year annually. Amazing. Fifteen different wines, bunch of different vineyards, and it's all just been a very organic sort of growth. That's you know, they never turn a profit because every every single bit of money just goes straight back
0: into the business growing. And sorry about that. It's all good. Honestly, yeah. genuinely, don't we? Yeah. So is that the go, Is it you, never, you? You just you put it all back in. Yeah, I've never taken a partner.
3: Never taken investment.
0: Yeah, um, same as us. We haven't. Yeah,
3: done. I think it's the only way. I Really wanted to do. It. I don't really. It's not like I don't work well with with others, but I've just never wanted to relinquish the creative control. And I'm sure yeah. you're the same. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like I've been able to make, be they stupidly terrible decisions <laughs> or the right decisions. I've made them all, and I wear them all. I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to justify what I want to spend money on. Yeah. How I want to do it. Until I came along. Oh, until, yeah. It's, it's
1: a bit different. Now, but, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but slow
0: and strong, right? You, yeah, mean, totally. Yeah. Slow and strong, not fast, fast and fat, is what they yeah, say. God, yeah, yeah, no don't,
3: no burnout. Yeah, it's just been, and, and it's been a gradual process of like growing that market as well. Like that, my market and my, that I sell to, and, you know, it used, before I built this winery with the on premise, it used to be a lot more uh, to wholesale to direct to restaurants, you know, and that market kind of grew with me. Yeah. Um, I've I've always lived in a Melbourne and, and the Melbourne's my core market and that's always been the case that you know I sold to these bunch of restaurants and wine bars in inner city Melbourne. I mean there was a point I think up until like 2008 I sold about 80 percent of all my wine I sold within two kilometres of my house in Carlton.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. It's
3: just, and it's just and I still sell to those same guys. You know they've moved on and gotten to. You know, bigger positions, and they might buy a bit more, but you know, I'll still keep selling to all these people.
0: Yeah, amazing, so amazing. Just a
3: network and relationships, you know. So Definitely,
0: yeah. I, I get it. it. We're very much similar, very similar. Yeah. You know, you're way out further down the track, but very similar starting story for sure. Mm. So obviously, we're the we're still in a pandemic, but we're coming out of the lockdown. Yeah. You, you've had the opportunity, the pair of you, to look and analyze a business. I would have thought yeah. during that time, and what what have you come up with? Oh, a number of things. It, God. Well, one thing we
3: realised that you know, wine really is like alcohol is recession proof and mm. pandemic proof. Yeah. No one's been drinking less. Yeah. You know, the numbers show. I mean, not not just us, but you know, you look at all the liquor stores and all the distributors and all the wine. But you know, anybody who's retailing, they're going through the roof of the sales. So, mm. um, it, it's been interesting to what what we personally seen is that we have a very good loyal, local and loyal market. That's mm. kept us going through the whole thing. You know, so. Um, you know, we we were in a much for, more fortunate position than a lot of other industries mm-hmm. in that we had a product that people wanted, alcohol. Yeah. Um, we had heaps of stock available because you know we carry we always carry up to sort of two years stock from different vintages depending on the style of wine. So that's always been available. All we had to do was put it in a bottle and yeah. sell it. So we had immediate product we could turn around that it, you know, and by that stage it's already being paid for too. So our overheads were a lot less. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think a really big. Part was that we realised how multi- multifaceted the business already was. Yeah. You know, we, When we built the Urban Winery, we'd kind of thrown everything into it and we were expecting this to grow and flourish and kind of carry Jam Sheet into the future. But then we realised that we did have online retail that moved mm. very quickly. Our wholesale market is very strong. So we were really lucky in that regard that we already had our foot in the door yeah yeah for sure and then we could just you know lean mm-hmm. on that at that moment where the door is all closed
0: yeah yeah
3: and also being a very family owned business we're a lot more flexible that we mm. can go okay bang we're just gonna we'll do some cheap wine this week you know we'll just send out We'll try and sell X amount of dozen of cheap wines to pay the rent this week. Yeah, you know, yeah, we
0: could, get, yeah get some cash. Yeah, and,
3: and we didn't have to answer him. It's like, okay, we're going to do it. We'll do it tomorrow. That's it. It's out. It's gone. Speed, right? So, yeah. Speed.
0: It's it's yeah. No you one needs it to it make it. decisions. You make them, and it happens <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. You're not it's on, on the, the fly. W- exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a, it's a big part of it. So, um, have you changed anything? Obviously, you haven't been able to do things, but have you actually reflected and changed and moving forward, thinking about doing anything a bit different?
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. the biggest ones was that we had um, wholesale distribution. Hmm. And we decided to um, end our relationship with them, possibly.
3: I mean, at one point three years ago, I had complete Australia-wide national distribution that I was selling to a, you know, a, a wholesaler with a significant discount, and they were selling, they were doing all on and off-premise sales. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so we put we that out. back inside. Now
3: we yeah. only yeah. have WA and Tasmania. as all and that's only because they're purely markets we can't really reach.
0: You've got mm-hmm. distributors in them in them places, yeah. Yeah. but other than that, you're going to do New South Wales, Do direct, like, yeah. and uh, yeah, and just ship it. Use a courier or whatever. Courier yeah. services must be now really looking into things and, and oh, yeah. how to save costs. And it's also
2: pretty
3: hard. Like <laughs> we we've, we've never had so many smashed return cases. Oh so many my yeah. really. Yeah, I mean the courier. You talk to the couriers, and they say it's they say every day at the moment is busier than Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're struggling to keep up. But look, having said that, you know it's still possible and. What yeah? What we've kind of proved to ourselves is that we don't need to rely on distributors. Yep. A, we can't afford that margin because it's almost an unworkable yep. margin. Now, what, what's happened in the wine industry in particular is that our cost of goods and cost of production has skyrocketed mm. over the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah. But the downward pressure on the wine pricing has continued. So why revenues. is that? Why
0: is it due to cheaper entry or cheaper products in no the wine. market? I'm not sure. We'd, I think, I think
1: it's also a flooding of the market. It's the same in the coffee flood, industry. Yeah. when Is it? When there are Number more yeah more products in the market, then it's a race to the bottom mm. yeah, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. Um,
3: Discounting's always been a big thing in both mm. the wine and the coffee industry. Mm. But Discounting what, like buy five cases? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or? like the big companies will offer, you know, the Dan Murphys of the world, they'll offer the big wholesalers. Over Christmas, they'll do 13, a baker's dozen. So every every dozen 30. you buy an extra bottle. So yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And then just pricing, slashing and slashing and slashing. So mm-hmm. it's not really viable, you know which yeah, is not yeah. a game we've ever really had to play being a small producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, then also, you know, we had that period where the Australian dollar was really strong, so imports were really cheap. So there was a point when we were flooded with imports mm. and um, we kind of had to react against that.
0: California and South of, South Mainly south Europe, Europe, yeah, Italy yeah. and France. Yeah, and Cali,
3: Cali's always struggled here. Spain, South of France. Yeah, yeah. Where all the cool kids are, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what all the cool kids want to do.
0: So. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, managing budgets must be a huge part of your business. Oh, I've never done that. What are you talking about? Uh, that's I what Elica, what Elica. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, regarding cash flow and mm. fruit being grown, yeah. weather, beans being grown, well, is that yeah, f- still fruit, it's the right? same. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. Still, still, coffee still and
1: coffee and wine have got so many similarities. Yeah, it's, it's insane.
0: And Life then events. also the 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 production, mm. and then storing, and then selling. Like, mm. how do you manage that whole in cash capital flow?
1: Work, working cycle? on oh. wine is phenomenal. Yeah, like, we well, actually in coffee, yeah. like we look at a uh, capital working cycle as being maybe nine to twelve months, yeah. like from when we pay for the bean to when we get the cash in return. Yeah, twelve months. But, mm. but wine can be up to. I've six got some wines that are three to four years. Yeah. And then on top of that, when you sell it to a restaurant, it's 30 days terms yeah, yeah, yeah. or through a distribution. Just distributor. squeeze that last yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. That little bit, yeah, yeah. Well, 60 days is yeah. a new 30. Yeah, exactly. AI.
2: But
3: one, one thing that what we've seen... 60s and a new 30. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing we've seen, and, and I'm not sure whether it's the markets that determine the production side of it, but stylistically, what you're seeing now is a lot more very much drink now wine, so... Mm. Quick, you know, yeah. yeah just quick like juicy snappy fizzy reds you know park drinking wines and we've been forced to change our production cycle around much more to that sort of thing a for cash flow b just to be relevant stylistically mm. you know and see it's also just makes a lot more common sense yeah. you, know? Um, you know five five years ago i would have been making half my production would have been wines that were uh aged in barrel you know picked and then aged in barrel for a year to year and a half and then in bottle for another year and a half mm. So, yeah, and then I've got to sell them. So now what we're doing is 60% of our production is like picked, fermented, in a bottle, ready to go out by September of the same year. And we're getting cash flow. So it makes a lot more business sense. And and that's what seems to be the, the majority of the market when I drink.
1: So. But what's interesting is the, the other flip side of that is that it's brought in a whole new market yeah. to Jam Sheet and to most wineries as well. There's a, there's because a young... of the price
0: point, is that what you are I think, it's also, it. I think it's also, I think it's also
1: flavor as well. Yeah. Because
0: oh, not as complex,
1: maybe. Yeah, just like easy people, drinking. Yeah, yeah. Something want... that they don't have to think about too much, but they can look into a little bit more if they want to, and then yeah. delve deeper into that rabbit hole. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people, because the price point on some of those wines are higher than. Yeah, it's pe- people, other wines I think people think
3: sell, they're so... getting a better deal when they're paying thirty bucks for a yeah. juicy, easy drinking red. But it used to be they'd pay fifteen dollars for an overtly tannic. Monster from Barossa, you know,
0: <laughs> is it is that people are now being more truthful, maybe? Yeah, there's a lot more transparency. Yeah,
3: exactly. You'd, you'd see it in the food, in the food game. You know, there's a lot more transparency into how things. People want to know what is going into their product. Yes, yeah. natural. So, one, one good thing in the wine industry is that we're at the forefront in Australia of that movement. You know, because it's very easy to disclose if you do nothing. Yeah. So as a whole, uh, you come across the term natty, the natural wine movement. Yeah. So everybody in natty just you, you say it's natty and everyone's like, oh, of course it's good for you. It's nourishing. <laughs> I, don't
0: yeah. I don't get a hangover. Yeah. How many no, times? So to no, like no, no, no. Four no, no. bottles of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh dirty, right? it still <laughs>
1: has alcohol You're not in drinking it. So. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, I mean and this this is the
3: ironic thing, Robbie, is that you know I I learned how to make wine from this great guy in California. That's that's I cut my teeth in California in '98 when I moved there. Yeah. And he taught me how to make wine this particular way, you know, and it was the way that he'd been making it for 35 years up to that point. Yeah. And it was minimal, minimal intervention, single site, low preservatives, unfiltered, unfined, indigenous yeast ferments. And I Is opted, that natural
0: wine effectively? Well, that's natty wine, yeah. yeah. So he called it real wine.
3: That was the term then, you know. And <laughs> yeah. then I come back here and I'm sort of – and I've always continued to do it that way. That's yeah. the way I've been making wine. It's the only real way I know how to make wine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the natty turn comes in and everyone's like, oh, you're natty. And I'm like oh, – Okay.
2: <laughs> sure. i that makes I you am? want to buy one the I'm <laughs> mad as they come, "Bro,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll be Betty if you pay me. <laughs> I'll even grow beard for you." I'm alright. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you do see a lot of wineries, I hope I'm not talking about the school, in California that like doing breweries and microbreweries oh, right? to, to help yeah. with cash flow and them yeah. kind of things. Do, I'm going a bit off topic just cuz I'm pretty interested in this, but regarding the aging and all that, is is a part of the wine industry going to die if 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 in the Forced to do that due to cash flow, this, that, the other overheads, like, and you're not going to get them twenty, thirty up. You know, age them or whatever else. Is that think, going to go? I not? think
3: you will. We're seeing a much more, um I would say, like a concentration of that side of the business. Like mm-hmm. for a long time, because you know, the wine wine industry has always been built on the the really expensive Burgundy, the really expensive Bordeaux, and the super cabernets from Napa, super Tuscans. You know, there's these sort of small areas that have always had a really big reputation for making these incredibly expensive and by association incredibly concentrated tannic monstrous wines you know that age for a long time and i think those people will stay but what it's sort of been um a gift in the way that people the, the whole natty movement has made people go well i don't need to do that and my vineyard won't do that mm. you know i can't force my vineyards to do what they don't want to do but and we've seen it in the Arab valley for example like when when i first got back to the Arab valley we we're watching people go Barossa wine, Barossa Shiraz is where it's at. They're making hundreds of dollars in the U.S. market. I'm going to try and make my Yarra Valley Syrah look like a Barossa Shiraz. And it looked like a brown bucket of poo at the end of the day. You know, <laughs> Nobody wanted to drink it. The yeah. wines would fall over. Thankfully, what happens now, like you know, you say that transparency, people are like, well, that's what my vineyard does. This is how I do it. You know, If, if you care, that's the only way it's possible to do And people are a lot more accepting of that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So but it's, I, it's I relieved also think a lot of the people. I think that in terms of the new market that's come in through the, the, the Natty Wines, um, it's almost our responsibility to start educating them and mm. teaching them what what you see and what's beautiful about aged wine. Mm. So it's almost like we use – I mean, we've spoken about this multiple times. We're possibly going to put another, another little range into the jam sheet um, wines where it's maybe just like the next step. For somebody who's a, a new wine drinker, so yeah, yeah, so they can, can follow appreciate. the journey, you yeah, can go,
0: exactly. they can follow the journey with you, yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. it's it's cool, like we grow use with the, you. that's yeah. what I mean. Grow with you, we use the natty
1: way. wine as like the entranceway drug, you know, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, we start yeah, to then teach then them, more the wine. Wine. And then give them the heroin, crack, yeah. 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 and then it's three hundred dollars a bottle, yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. So, like, we were saying it, you know, when the three and a half months we were open downstairs, you know, with... um. We'd see these people come in and be like, oh, you know, only like natty wines. Yeah. So you give them a pet nat and you give them a, you know, skinzy wine and then they'd sort of look at the list and they'd be like this natural, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? I'll try this. And you're like, this is great. And we're like, well, there you go. You
2: it was, quite, sort a, of it was quite a beautiful to progression yeah. to
1: show people. And I don't think we were expecting that at all. From really? Being on the bar, we just kind of expected to throw out a lot of juice and and that was it. But, you know, there were young kids coming in and they were, Buying an $80 bottle to take home, mm, you know, beautiful. it's just, yeah, it's, it's all about the experience and that's what it is. At the that end is of for
0: day. sure. 100%. Yeah. But whilst we're onto this, actually is it a segue? is that what you say I don't know I think you say but building um, building brand and authenticity I feel like you both Mm. do that really really well and how would you say you go about you go about doing that like Mm -hmm. what do you do I guess it's not following the trends and doing what you do and like a great example is you doing the natural wines and now in full circle it's coming back and it's now trendy mm. you didn't even realise and you mm. know that kind of thing but you know what would you say about that I
1: think in essence it's just believing in your product you know like there is nothing more authentic than loving the thing that you're putting out, yeah, and it's hmm. just that simple. I think you know it, it happens when we, I mean, we're drinking a lot of jam sheet wine at the moment, and when, we're look, we're sick cell- of it. I <laughs> <only 'cause we're laughs> the cellar dry during the <laughs> yeah. pandemic, but, but it's really nice to drink it and enjoy yeah, it. And it's the same with our with my coffee. You know, I, I drink it, and I I make what I like to drink. So yeah. when you've got that base level right, then it's so easy to start selling it to the people that you mm. think will appreciate it.
0: It's an expression of yourself, yeah,
1: yeah. exactly.
3: And I think I think people like people. Especially, I think social media has really enabled people to cut through the bullshit a lot quicker than they would have normally, you know? Like, I think it's real easy to pick. I mean, I, you know, we can pick a fake wine, you know, like a virtual wine, big sort of big company wine. They're trying to be on trend. Yeah. And it's just full of shit, you know? I mean, I think people do believe in, and I think 18 years has given me the the, the network and that sort of that core um, group or the core, core group of believers who can see that i have integrity you know and you can kind of grow on that i think yeah, so yeah, i think longevity yeah, has agree. got a lot to do with it mm. um and maybe not 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 so much that I, I don't it's not that i don't follow trends i mean i'm cross like i make pet mat and skinsy wines now so that's a natural business progression but yeah i still make that same like i've always made the wine the way that i thought it would make that i would make it haven't chased that big buck haven't chased the you know the, the super i haven't gone with that that big 300 reserve wine i don't know which which a lot of people see through as well mm. you know it's just, I remember, you know, and again, this is goes back to the guy who taught me how to make wine. he always said, because at the end of the day, you know, wine's just a beverage. You just want to drink it. And there's yep. no point in having a wine that nobody can afford to drink. Mm. That's the saddest thing in the world, you know? So yeah. it's about making really good flavoured, well-balanced wines that are affordable and people can drink. You
0: mm. Do you know what I've thought as well as again, going a little bit off topic, I've always felt mm. like winemakers are always like super cool, really nice, <laughs> awesome, like... They all want to be rock stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, I get it, I get it. But... As it goes down the line and it hits the restaurant, it gets lost. It gets gets a bit more wanky if you you want. Do you know what I mean? There's something that's been really
1: beautiful about having the winery to serve people because we've kind of treated it more along the lines of a a beer hall in a way. It feels like it. Yeah, 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 100%. So you can come in and you can can cut through all the shit and we're not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't like. We're lucky enough to have a range of fifteen wines, so we can always try and find the wine that suits you. And we're yeah. not going to judge you for your, your, you know, your taste. But it's been really lovely to remove that, that air of wank. And it's interesting yeah. when I started dating Gary. Um, you know, I I really quickly noticed after meeting some of his friends who are winemakers how their personality matched their wine quite clearly. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I always say Gary's wines are rambunctious because he's rambunctious, you know. <laughs> he's got friends who are really sensitive and you can see that in how, you know, mm. beautifully floral, or delicate their wines are and you don't see that when you get served it at a wine bar or a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, you know, that's only natural. They can't they can't show all of those and that,
3: beautiful nuances. Yeah, and that's the history of the wine trade too because the wine the the wine trades always relied on the mystification in the grey area to push prices up. You know, it's a luxury product. Oh, I get it. But yeah, yeah. It's only ever sold yeah. on reputation. So yeah, yeah. That's where the this nego- fantasy shops. place. Exactly. The yeah.
0: the what the the chateau. The, or the what chateau. Yeah, the <laughs> chateau <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And it's like, oh, you don't need to know how this wine's made. You just need to know it's really expensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah don't yeah. don't even worry about trying to understand. <laughs> this. You're Take like, twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think you know, part of the Smoke whole and mirrors. Yeah. All the way. And and thankfully, like you know, the place I like to think that the majority of the places that we sell to have a lot more of that demystification in what mm-hmm. they're doing. And that's all the the, the good emblems of the world and the, you know, the bar libs and these guys who demystify it and, and you can have a really enjoyable experience there. But I think you're totally right. Like traditionally those high end restaurants and they've relied on the fact that you need a, a intermediary and a go to between the producer and the consumer. Yeah. You know, and there's and that can be three hundred percent markup and you need to justify that somehow, whether it's a you know, snappy, snappy and a piece of white linen on your table. Yeah, yeah. It'd be exactly the same with your produce, wouldn't it? I mean, you can't. We can't control the price after it's left the venue. Yeah, yeah. Know? I've
0: seen our product for tw- for the party. I've seen it at twenty one dollars, twenty one dollars a jar. At Twenty one dollar. That like and it, the re- the the reality is, it should be more like you know. 1450 1650, to yeah. like top end, top, which is fine, you know. I mean, well, I think it, also, worn. That's it. You yeah. that's it also speaks and to the shipping, <laughs> they're churning through them, like, is it like they're churning through wow. them, yeah. Anyway, what I was going to say with you, uh, you said, Well, you still got distributors, but you've got many, you've got hmm. B2B, the pair of you've got, you know, B2B, B2C, and online. So, what's the fundamentals of a good service? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm, I think it's... it's I'm, kind of
0: cra- I'm not crap at it, but I don't really.
1: I've, I've started taking over the wholesale, which has yeah. been quite... I don't like It's actually been quite rewarding, me, but...
3: I don't like people telling me that don't like the wine, so I just hand it out to Yeah, <laughs> let's be real. So, to start
1: from the start, I used to do my own sales for the roastery. Yeah. And I hated it. Did you? I yeah. couldn't sell it because I was so emotionally connected to what I was producing that if somebody ever spoke negatively about it, I would just be broken. Really? Yeah. And then when, when we decided to bring wholesale back in house, you know, Gary had a couple of moments where it was just too much. Hmm. And I was like, look, I'll step in and I'll try. And that was possibly the best decision I think we made. Oh, yeah. Because God, yeah. now, you know.
3: I'll just talk to the fund.
1: <laughs> exactly. You have your people. Which is, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is all. And they're all
3: the people who have already said yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think, honestly, like the, the fundamentals of it is being nice. Yeah. yeah, You treat people how you want to be treated. Uh, be fast, simple. be fast on right. response, but you know, give people their boundaries as well. I don't work after five o'clock at night. That's yep. that's it, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But try and do whatever you can to make the experience memorable and amazing. You know, I, I respond mm-hmm. to emails as quickly as I can, and when you respond to an email quickly, then. You've won people over It's amazing. It is amazing. so true.
0: That's simple. We have a we have a, we're a big that has been a massive, massive part of our business. Massive. Mm-hmm. I couldn't Just even tell you how big that is. How we how good we not how good we are. But, response. but it's been a massive key. And yeah, I and yeah. I noticed that. We ran a pop up restaurant a few eight years, I don't know, a while ago. It was a while ago. We join with Zach. Oh, yeah, yeah back in the day. And that was I learned that like within like five minutes. I thought, okay. If you get back, they will book. It's yeah. as simple as that, yeah. and it's such a big thing, and, it, and, and we we are right on top of that. And it, it's such a mm. little thing, but it makes such a difference mm. because chef, mm. want, especially chefs, or I'm sure barons, whatever, they want to make a decision that day. Mm. They're so used to
1: yeah to fast pace, fast pace. Yeah. If
0: they you don't get in them about a week or two, you oh, know, it's, it, it, yeah, it's day, gone. Anyway. They found someone else. They're like Google someone else that will do it. Yeah, they answer, and that it's as simple as that. I agree, but. Were you used to face to face before you had this? Not really. No,
3: I've never had a. This is the first time I've had a venue that's ever sold jamshi direct. So. Yeah. First ever cellar door,
0: restaurant, wine bar, whatever. I've, I've had done. It, I've so. done
1: face to face since I was fifteen. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this so is look, pretty. No, a yeah.
0: yeah. I'm terrified of face to face. Customer. Out, in their, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> sales to chef to chef or whatever, but like transaction, <laughs> <like, laughs>
1: like, <laughs> <like, laughs> I hate. I don't like. I don't like it. It's I like, like. I mean, I like.
0: I like people, so I like meeting different people and stuff.
3: So it's easy. It's been fun on the bar. Like I,
1: we haven't had one bad customer here. Yeah, we're like, we had one person that was that. maybe, yeah. but I'm waiting for that first customer to <laughs> yeah. kick out. You know? yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm going to congratulate. Mike. Congratulate. you're the first dickhead. To go yeah. Off you
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't dickheads are just not being accepted as much anymore? Have you not noticed? Yeah, I mean, no, it's being called out a yeah, lot out. more. Let's yeah. call, let, yeah, let's call them I out. Think, like. I remember mm.
1: when I started in hospital, and it was always the customer's always right. And then I started a job oh, when I was maybe 19. And the manager said to me, like, what's the first thing you learn? I'm like, "Cusper's customer's always right. And he's like, well, let me tell you, that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. The customer is not always right. Yeah, yeah, So just remove that from your mind. And since that, it's just been, yeah, mind changing.
3: But I, I think also, like, in terms of the venue here, I mean, we've, we've made a, a... I remember when we first started thinking about how, what this was, the winery is going to look like, you know, because we, we've got a capacity of 170 people. It was like the first thing we want is a very uncomplicated, non-stuffy, relaxed beer hall kind of vibe you know it's like i always thought i want people to come in to think that they can um they don't have to dress up they can come in prior to the pandemic it was just walk-ins only sit down have a beer have a bit, bit of food and listen because we only play vinyl you know it's like yeah, yeah a very relaxed atmosphere you know not not white tablecloth silver service kind of. mm. and i think that's a goes a long way to and i think that style of dining like you know it's going to be fascinating to see after this after melbourne opens up again how well the fine dining, you know, horticulture, um <laughs> <So> <laughs> dogs <crazy. laughs> come for us. And, you, come here, um, you know, how, how well that fine dining experience is gonna work now, a for the price point alone, but yeah, you know, I think I think the medium range, cheap not cheap eats, but you know, good like Josh's food with yeah. good price wines is gonna go a long way, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so, you're right. Yeah. Well going on to that another segue, as they say in the industry. <laughs> the um <laughs> Like, I know it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so natural. <laughs> um, you, look, you, you, you do have a food offering here. Yeah. And correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, obviously, but you've kind of outsourced that. Yeah. Um, got Josh Nicholson in and he's taken over the. I oh, I'm right. I'm not speaking out of, out of school, but taking over the food. Oh, and you've got some yeah, sort of obvious, deal going on where you look after the front and he yeah. looks after the kitchen. Like, I think this is an amazing idea. I, I did yeah. a podcast with one of my old bosses, Terry Layborn, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and he said he predicted that this kind of thing would happen moving mm. forward in the mm. future, especially with hotels, people with the different skill sets. So what made you come to that decision? Why didn't you just employ a chef and do it yourself?
1: Well,
3: I'm not a chef. I mean, we tried, actually, first.
1: Well, let's be real. Elka the very start, a real toast. Oh, no, and a great guacamole, guacamole. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. um, That's, that was the extent At right. the start, we couldn't afford it. Yeah. It just was that simple. Like we we You couldn't
0: afford to pay the wages. Yeah. 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 We
1: were not taking wages ourselves. You know, yeah. like I only just started taking a wage last week. Yeah. Um so it was just that simple. We yeah. we needed a food offering. Um we don't do food ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I'm a like, I'm, I'm like not walk, a chef by you, know? you know. I'm yeah. a winemaker, I'm no shit. Yeah. And so why would we even why would be so, why would we be so silly just to even try? Cuz if we know?
3: did it, we'd probably end up doing it badly and that's just going to not reflect well on us. Mm. Yeah. Um be, you know, having someone like Josh is just a breath of fresh air because hmm. it, it just absolves off of any responsibility towards food. All we need to guarantee is people know that they can come in, they can have a drink, and, and the, you know, the, the deal with Josh is like, well, you can have this space, we'll lease you this space, we'll put all the back of house in there, for all, all the infrastructure. He just The agreement is that all he needs to guarantee is that people get fed when they hmm. come in, and then he can do whatever he wants. He can do his own catering. Yeah. He can do all our functions if he wants. You know. I also think in-house. that you know,
1: being in the industry for such a long time, you see chefs go into new roles and they get really excited and start to be creative, and then it gets shut down really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, menus can't change as often as they want yeah. it to. Somebody gets attached to a meal and the menu, so it has to stay because it's a good yeah, cost of yeah, goods, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this way, like we can say to Josh, you just do what you want, what you think is going to work, and you make that work with your catering gig as well. It just And and there's no point so... in
3: putting Josh into a situation where he feels like he's getting ripped off. Because mm. no one's gonna enjoy that and he's gonna walk away or produce a poor quality product, you know? Mm. What we've seen, you know, with the limited experience we had with Josh, which was in between the two shutdowns, is that people were stoked. Like the, mm. the food output was just phenomenal. Yeah. You know? And far better than either that either of us could ever do. Oh I mean, Oh, okay. That guacamole was good. As well. no. but you know what I mean? Like I get it. Man, and it's if, so easy and, and,
0: and, and if you get the... Obviously, I don't want to say you struck lucky, but... Oh, we do. Well, we, yeah, we did yeah so you know, you've did. got a good guy there. You've got yeah. a great guy. You've got the right... I, I say this, I don't know. Like, it's not a dog, but a good temperament. Do you know? <laughs> do you <laughs> know what I mean? But I mean, like, not ego. it yeah. suits you yeah. it suits his place He's it's a, go and get a
3: it's been such an easy relationship yeah, yeah. great relationship and, and obviously th-
0: that's the key I think but I think
3: that's why it happened with Josh I don't know whether it would have happened with anybody else at this point you know? yeah okay mm. um, we had like we had um another party you know, yours from Wolf Swill who started out and then the pandemic sort of just killed all that from both of us and he pulled out at some point so but in, in some ways you know having and we'd already known Josh as well just because he lived down the road with Hannah yeah his sister so yeah We'd had we'd already established a sort of social relationship, and then it just seemed it was, it was such a it was organic, serendip- it, was it was organic, just like everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's quite amazing. So but I think it's something that
0: up, we could yeah. look at in the future, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, for other people to take venues, even if it's that, you know partnerships that maybe would never normally exist. Mm-hmm. But someone said, "I'll take the food, mm-hmm. you take the yeah, bar." That, yeah. We'll go house on the floor staff wages. And I it, mean, it, we've it, looked at it kind yep. of like
1: like a lease with a commercial lease, you know. So we we've done built the infrastructure and then he brings in his own equipment. Yep. He pays a little bit of rent. Yeah. Uh, and then he takes his sales. You know, yeah. it's just it's it's really easy and then it means that he can stay as long as he wants. We we have no agreement on how long yep. that is locked in, but we won't yeah, it's a, no contract yeah. recommended. Um, and when he wants to leave, when he grows and gets big enough to take on his own space, etc then he has the freedom to do that. And then we have... But well, we also know that Josh will find kitchen, someone you know. as good yeah. as him
3: to replace us. You know? yeah,
2: network yeah, yeah, And yeah, he's got yeah. a great
0: network following. I look at it a totally screen. different way. I, I yeah. don't look at it like that way. I look at it a different way. I look at it like I would be saying, let's get another wine but that's, oh, I mean, yeah, that's right. what i'd be saying like
1: we've got some plans yeah <laughs> that's what i mean not
0: like when josh is leaving i'm more like when we get the next <laughs> place yeah 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 do you know what i mean like why not yeah, like, if you if you share that the responsibility. i mean not- that's
1: always an option and i guess that's something that will again we'd want to happen organically and and yeah. when we get to a point where we get all of, out of all this bullshit you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and can breathe a little hmm. bit um yeah, we've definitely got some plans, and Josh will be our number one, of yeah, course, because we love you, Josh. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: and if you need a third party, yeah, we'll We're
3: going to come and well, do some rock star shifts on. Saturday, yeah, look, we time.
0: we I definitely want to do that for. Uh, a selfish pro- promotional yeah. reason right that's the reality like it's we, a platform
1: that's a yeah thing. exactly nice. if we
0: can use some of our products and, yeah, and shine okay. and you know make them shine here and mm, you know what as it, it all works <laughs> we bring new people in and, and well why did you come here why did you come to, to this location Preston.
3: yeah was it hard oh, look i've been searching i mean i've, I've had this idea for an urban winery since i was living in california actually so that was you know since 98 and i brought it back with me and then i'd it took me a while to sort of build up to the point where financially and um, reputation-wise it would have worked, you know, yeah, so yeah. I started, I actively started looking for venues four and a half, oh God, it's five years now, it's I actually fun. started looking at venues mm. and I started, I, the initial thought was in a city, of course, because, you know, Collingwood, Abbotsford, Richmond, you know, where all yeah. the uh, the breweries are and then. I was kind of priced out of that market pretty early on. I'd missed the boat in Collingwood and Abbotsford, you know, yeah. being um, gentrified significantly. So then I was sort of forced further out. Um, and and every time i uh, I kept finding these great areas, these great warehouses, and the limitations on them weren't financial, it was, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, the contractual. Contractual and stuff like, it's just developers place, getting yeah. in there. You get to that oh, sort yeah. of final point and go like, I'm ready to sign the dot. You know, I want a 20 year lease. You know, because it's going be it's a half million dollar investment. Yeah, for minimum. Me. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, we'll give you three years. And I'm like, for Christ's <laughs> sake, mate! you, know, you reckon I'm going to drop half a million dollars on a three year lease. Yeah, and know? then you and then the rent doubles or you're kicked exactly. out. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. get yeah. kicked out. Yeah, and they turn yeah. into apartments, and that yeah. was the biggest problem. So, I sort of chanced on this one. I'd looked at a couple, and this one came up. And i the first thing I asked was like, look, I want a 20 year lease. And they're like, yep, yeah, no worries. You know, and the price was right, and for us it was it was for, affordable for the fact that Preston hasn't really had a reputation as being a dining fine dining yeah, area. It's yeah. industrial and this is a very industrial area. Then we I had a uh, pre uh, planning meeting with the Daravan Council and and God bless them, the Darebin Council have been oh, awesome to deal with. They've been phenomenal. such a joy. That's great. Mm. Yeah, they just made they facilitated. How I often remember the you first... hear that about a council. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear. I mean, I remember the first meeting I've ever had with them, the, the final words to me were we think this is a fantastic idea. How do we help you get this across the line? And like, wow, you know. And I've been to City of Yarra, I've been to City of Malden. they will be like, uh, winery. Uh, no, we don't really know yeah, how do you do yeah, that, yeah. you know. So that helped. And then um, uh, I sort of said, yeah. I was just like, okay, this is great. It's a affordable piece of land. You know, I can do this. I'm only renting. I didn't buy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, we, I sort of moved in thinking that it would be a five-year plan before people would actually recognise this is an area to come to. But then lo and behold, find out that, you know, three mm-hmm. ravens were the early adopters. They've been here since 2007. But then Moondogger building around the corner. Yeah. And then we find out there's a really cool little cafe down the road. And like, holy shit, actually, I think we're actually in that five-year plan, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it proved, like, as soon as we open the doors, people are flooding in. Yeah, Turns out so, there's a lot
1: of hospitals that live around. A lot there. of hospitals,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, pressure yeah. if... I think the last three people I spoke to said, said, oh, we're moving. Hmm. All of them are moving to Preston. Hmm. Everyone's moving. Reservoir. Yeah, Reservoir. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And affordable if you're rich. Well, yeah. <laughs> More affordable than Northgate. <laughs>
1: exactly. <yeah. laughs>
0: definitely. definitely the gentrification yeah. process. The question <laughs> is is it
1: south of Bell or north of Bell? Of, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Bell Street, maybe. Bell Street. Yeah, yeah, for, sure. for So sure.
3: I don't know. I mean, it was sort of, I, I think, I've, again, it's one of those things that I just lucked into it. It felt right at the time. It was all yeah. pretty much everything I've always done with winemaking and business has been. Through intuition mm, and yeah, gut feeling, yeah. you know, and this had a really good feel about it.
0: I'm loving it. Obviously we've got one just round we've got yeah. two venues now, we've got one around the corner, on both corners basically. So it's fucking perfect for us. I'm Great. stoked. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that up. it creates a bit of a family kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, Do you know what I mean? Well this like, is
3: what we told them. One of the one of the things that really drove it home for me with the council was they said that this whole industrial area, so south of Bell, north of Dundas, from Albert Street to Chifley Drive. They're gonna. They, they don't want a residential developer, but they want to encourage industries to who are more sympathetic with the residents around it. Yeah. So they're gonna kick out all the dirty heavy industry, and there's gonna yeah. be more breweries, wineries, bread shops, mm. you know, foody, food orientated and artistic orientated <laughs> stuff, which is great. Yeah. You know? It really. It really yeah. is. It's, it's gonna. And and the residents want it. You know, it's gonna. It's making a, a, a desirable place to live. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you
0: both got online stores. We're just changing changing mm. gears and other. So the um, you both got online stores, and how have you seen that change mm. over over the pan, over the pandemic? Well,
1: we um we only built the Jam Shade store possibly six months before we opened. Oh, um, I had one. I had one. Oh yeah. Oh store. my yeah. lord, it was terrible. Um, but it's fine. It's it's done now. Um. We, when we first shut down, and I'm sure you felt this as well, it was either sink or swim, so yeah. you just had to push. You either shut down and, and disappeared for a few weeks or you did what you had to do and pushed forward and, yeah. and we hit the ground running and did a few like local doorstep drops and, and things like that, and it was amazing how quickly, I think we grew in the first week by 600%. You know, four. And yeah, then it's, from it's there on in, historical. it was, we were moving was, a lot of wine I was pretty much yeah, for
3: the last always... six months I've been a glorified delivery driver yeah. I was getting the car at three o'clock and drop wine around the
0: local northern hood yeah, we offer free out. north side delivery and what um, what are you doing to promote that email marketing Just Instagram, oh, Instagram yeah,
1: Instagram it was amazing I yeah, didn't have we... Facebook
3: until I met Erica so yeah <laughs>
0: I still don't know what to do with it. So <laughs> yeah. general, I, don't, I don't touch
1: it. But. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We we have quite a large um, email database. Yeah.
0: Do you use uh, that? Do you do? We do it. blogs.
1: Yeah. It's different. Not so EDM much EDM for blogs. Things. We just yeah, okay. throw out. So Gary basically had never done an EDM. He had an amazing database, but had never done anything with it. Um, and then instantly set up the online store and put it like a ten percent discount on through
0: Shopify or
1: actually Square. Square, Space. Square, Space. Square. But yeah, we're yeah. possibly going to swap to Shopify soon because yeah. the um, the shipping costs really. Quite challenging on on Squarespace, um, but we put an offer up. You got ten oh, percent are... off your first order if you signed up. Oh, sure another, no, you. Another, yeah. another, another member one. <laughs> yeah. She's got oh, to do at least three spins. Money, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. bud. Oh, there you so go. Nice. You're a bit big though. <laughs> Um, yeah so we put the 10% discount on if you sign up to the mailing list and uh, I think we grew by through
0: Instagram so you put that on through Instagram
1: just on the website
0: so on the website you said 10% if you put your email in yeah Mm.
1: nice. Um, because email
0: email database now is so yeah it's everything everything. everything. it is everything so
1: we went from having a thousand people on our database to I think two and a half thousand in maybe three weeks yeah amazing Um, having
3: the venue and, and uh, you know, we were in a fortunate position that we we're open long enough that people mm. knew we were here. Just long enough. We had a, a really good local coverage and local awareness, so that helped. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I had the existing network that I've had from building the brand for years, you know. So yeah.
1: But in terms of pushing like online but, sales, we use Instagram to push like quick sales. So mm. cheap wine.
0: Sponsors or what, did you try it you? It, I yeah, did a sponsor for
1: the first time last week and I cancelled it after two days. Yeah. Did you? But again we're lucky enough you because you got we've to, got a
0: yeah, we, 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 yeah we, I've just employed a digital marketing person to bring in house, yeah, right. so yeah.
1: yeah. We're lucky that we've just got that loyal database, I think, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, but we were doing all the quick sales through that and then we'd do an EDM once a month and that's when we saw like, long-term growth, yeah. big sales through...
0: You know, long, long supporters. Yeah, yeah, the high-end yeah, yeah. wines and things like yeah. that. And, and
1: and still no blog, no 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 blog, nothing. Not yet, not, really. not yet. No. I, yeah. I have a blog. For one. is kind
3: of like a blog. It's like a lifestyle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lifestyle right evolution of jam sheets. Yeah, but,
2: yeah.
3: The the photos have grown, the quality's grown exponentially since Alec has mm. been here. Yeah, so this is not photos of me taking. It's not me taking photos of shit food and great bottles of wine anymore. Yeah. It's sort of yeah. growing a little bit more. than. <laughs> I've seen it. It
0: looks cool. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It looks <laughs> cool. And what, what about the, the coffee, the, the same thing? You know, the same, same thing, like Instagram, no blog? Um,
1: I did a blog for a while, um, but that was more – so my role at Square One was to do the traveling to buy the coffee. So right I would okay. go to Central, South America, Africa – I'd meet the farmers. Sounds I'd build true. relationships. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was actually... No, it's actually really hard work. It's, yeah, I it's could have, just yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Damn this pandemic because yeah. she's always <laughs> promised to take me to Colombia or Mexico. And Mexico yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I used to tell stories that way. So in a way, I guess my my position there was kind of like being the sommelier of, a, of selling a wine. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The yeah. equivalent to that. Yeah. So just trying to tell the story of where that coffee came from. And the blog did pretty well through that, but since... Uh, the pandemic, I haven't been up to travel, so it's a little bit more difficult to do it. The we,
0: blogs are good for the for the SEO, right? Yeah. On, mm. for the yeah. for the website. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. word yeah, count, more word, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and especially uh, backlinks if yeah. someone else picks it up, you know them, get all that kind of stuff. The marketing, which is a bit boring, but it's really interesting. I'm uh, yeah. right into it right now. It's yeah, yeah a, it's really well, interesting. When it it's, works, it works, and it
3: cr- yeah. you know, can really it's, help economically. It, yeah, it is pretty funny business.
1: though, because a lot of people look at marketing and they think that it's just something that's going to instantly sell everything. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and it's not it's a plan it's something that takes Takes time time. it needs to build and you can't yeah you can't rush it i've had a few people come to me because i i did marketing a little bit in between oh did you yeah for um oh oh, there's the other one yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and a few people approached me just around the pandemic and asked me to like flip a couple of pallets of wine and it's like, oh, it's it not that's not marketing, that, yeah. that's a salesperson, so yeah, yeah. There's a
0: pretty big and there's also brand and sales, yeah. that's another yeah. thing, you yeah. know, like building a strong brand exactly. and not chasing the, the and
3: good. that's what jam sheet's been because I, I had an aversion to marketing for <laughs> such a long time, you know, I just refused to. I've never bought out an ad, I mean, I don't even answer competitions, I very rarely do I even send out wines for sample to journalists anymore, you know, yeah. So, and I think that, but that is, I think in the wine industry, I don't know about coffee and food, but that is a form of branding. It's like the the more that you can remove yourself from the marketing picture, the more the mystique. people want it. Yeah, mystique. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. People yeah. love that shit. Yeah, mate. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends what you're building, doesn't it? You've got. To, I think you've got to look at yourself honestly and see where you sit in the market and, yeah. and 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 be who you want to be. If you are trying to flip eight dollar bottles of wine, mm-hmm. it is sales. It's sales. Yes. It's ROI. I I put this much into Facebook. And I sell this much wine on this much margin and that's what it is. It's going to be mm. over in a year, mm. two years, yeah. it's finished. Yeah, you're not going to build a brand. You're not, but if you're trying to build a brand, it's over time, yeah. it's investment. Mm. And we're, we're talking 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It's, it's a completely, completely totally. different thing. Yeah, it's building thing. trust, isn't it? Of course I mean, it's building. Yeah. 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 But right now, after the during the pandemic and after the pandemic, you know, building up to the pandemic, if you haven't built a brand, you're gonna really struggle. Yeah, brand going to is what's gonna gonna yeah. get you through, and that's what people should be relying on because, with brand, another segue is you can start selling in other things, as in like you guys do on your website. You sell merch and mm-hmm. things.
3: Yeah, you build, yeah, build different different
0: different streams of income. Exactly, yeah. exactly different yeah. revenue streams. Ex- yeah. Exactly that, and have you you do sell these kind of things on the website? The the totes or. Yeah. Uh,
1: we got know. a new uh, corkscrew, online. <laughs> oh.
0: and do you sell? Do you sell many of these? Does it work? Uh,
3: I think we will We haven't at the moment. We're giving away a lot just as yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, promo stuff. But promo, yeah, um, sure.
3: I think once the doors open again, the, that's the stuff that does move. Like when the doors were open, we we're selling t-shirts and bags and stuff. But
0: people love it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just, they just they add on. Yeah, really a little add-on. Yeah, they come in here and see it and want it. I just had a conversation yesterday with uh Banjo. I don't know if you know Banjo. Um, yeah, Banjo. And from he was, Bali. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was talking. He was a big talking big about merch and people yeah. should get it and you know a heart a tote bag a t-shirt mm-hmm. and them little add-ons them little mm. upsells yeah. or whatever else it might be. So i think of- you've
1: got to be smart about it because again it's kind of that capital working cycle again like if you invest a lot of money into merch it is a slow mover yeah i don't think like in terms if you compare how much merch we sell to how much wine we sell you know it's like 0.01 percent mm. of merch um, so you've got to make sure that you're spending the money on the right thing, yeah. you know. So like recently we we bought bottle openers and like little keyring bottle openers and things like that that are low cost of goods. You can sell them. At a lower price point, so it's a little bit more yeah, of a
0: six bucks, eight yeah, bucks, whatever. Exactly, and even yeah. give them away, their free branding, free Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I think around. the tote bags are awesome.
1: Totes, Totes are great.
0: I love yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah when, when when my friends come and visited Chris Eagle, shout out to Chris Eagle when he come and visited, he got one of the uh, the Meat Smith ones. Yeah, mm. he uses it every day. He loves yeah. it. Like he like carries it proudly. See those you little know little
1: sausage know what I mean? ones that they had? The, no. the Frankfurt yeah, Meat Smith. Oh
0: my god, I just want that little one. And then on the mm-hmm. online, do you do the do you do like subscription or yeah, vouchers or any yeah. of these kind of things? Yeah, yeah. So membership. So we, we sell birthday. Yeah.
1: We've got uh, something that's called yeah the jam membership, which is you pay one hundred and fifty dollars and then you get ten percent off for a whole year, plus a fifty dollar gift voucher for your mm-hmm. birthday, a t shirt, and that kind of thing. But we don't do wine pack subscriptions. Yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's that, a, there's that's, a
1: lot that's already going around at the moment. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that
3: market's really flooded at the moment. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, banjos, good pair days, they. They were one of the original gangsters, I think, Mm. when it came to that in Melbourne. And now you look around and there's 70 other companies doing exactly the same thing. I think that the online pack like that, a lot of it, especially in wine, relies on uh, versatility and the range of wines. I mean, it's kind of like who wants to get a dozen Hampshire wines every month, kind of thing. Definitely,
0: we found this problem also. That's why yeah, we right. couldn't Make go down that road as well. Yeah. Same thing. Who wants fucking twelve pieces of Torino wheat <laughs> <Right>. or whatever? <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Well, I would. Yeah, But it's the same kind of thing. We don't. We didn't have the range to offer. Yeah, gotcha. Same yeah. kind. Of, same kind of thing. Yeah. I mean,
3: one of our aims here, and eventually once um, we've opened back up again, is to have a second wine as so We want to start selling our friends' wine, so mm. we're going to have a lot more a, a different best range tilly. of wines here, yeah, best of wine, best of the wine list to sell to. So.
1: Wines that we like
3: to drink. Basically, as well. yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> moving out I buy wines cheap but I can't get. It. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, so what? Are you, what are you gonna? What are you gonna change anything going forward now into 2021? You know, are you excited about it? What are you gonna oh, do? Yeah. You know, exciting times. And I the- can't wait to get open again. Christ yeah. Angry,
3: so, yeah, we're building our doors. So we're, we're, I mean, this is one thing. Like the pandemic, in in some ways, I, I keep saying it, it's been a little bit of a gift in some regards as well. I agree. Yeah. Like, we, we went from working 85, 90 hours a week mm. to doing one job. And yeah. that felt like a holiday, you know? So, suddenly doing 40 hours a week felt like a, a part time job, oh, you know? Awesome. So, I'm still not used to it. No, <laughs> we'll, we're kind of hesitant to get back into that again. But um, the other thing is, like, we we never considered and we never sort of thought we had the ability to do outdoor dining. But right now, it's like all bets are off. Red yeah, lines yeah. are a thing of the past. Plane events are like defunct. You know, we're just, we, we spoke to council and like, just go ahead and put some outdoor furniture out nobody's going to give a shit until at least June 2021. So we, we've got this whole front car park that we can turn to like a little bodega kind of outdoor seating style. We can do it. We can turn around quite cheap with pallet furniture and a bit of um, yeah, nice mood lighting and yeah, some uh, shade cloth and that's going to be a really nice little addition to the, yeah. to the space.
0: You know? It might be something that you could keep, We're going to try and push it
3: permanent, yeah, and that's we've been getting advice that it's possible to do it permanently.
0: I think it'd be incredibly harsh for the council to say no no." now, yeah, Yeah, (laughs) like oh, it was good enough then, but no, there's been no fights, no one's been going to any accidents, Mm. nothing's ever happened, da da da. da." Why are you taking it away? Yeah, Yeah.
3: why? What's what's the what's the problem? It's kind of, and this has been my argument forever. It's like. We're arguing about car parks in yes. a licensed venue. It's like nobody should be driving to a licensed venue open after nine pm. Yes. So don't encourage that. Yes. You should be going the other way and telling people to ride their bikes yeah. or get Yes, yeah. you know. It's like don't. Yeah. So we're, we're hopefully we'll be able to maintain that as a permanent fixture. Yeah.
1: But we did get advice from council saying that you know it's a great plan, the, the one that we put forward, hmm. and that we should apply for a permit. Full time, yeah. Yeah. Just go for it straight, like straight away. Get in the works. So at least when it comes to them taking away the space, if that potentially happens, then we can. You're halfway down the road or whatever.
0: Get it, get it. I was gonna say, you know, you keep saying, you know, you've just come here. Where were you before? Did you have a winery before? I was leasing.
3: I just kept leasing spaces in the Arrow Valley. So just Just
0: make your wine there at that point, and then have a storage unit or something. Yeah, just and then
3: yeah, I just warehouse it and ship it to my distributor, and they look after sales. That was the easy part. Right, right, right. Um, So there's never that. It was never a place that people – and it was never my own space. I'd sort of – it's been – I think I had my own space once in like uh, from 2005 to 2011 and then since then I've just been sort of a gypsy running around sharing spaces in wineries, which is fine. I mean, that keeps the overheads down slightly, you know, without, yeah. you know, the massive investment of bricks and mortar. But
1: And that's it, how it, a lot of winemakers start as well. Yeah, they used to. Yeah, spaces. it's difficult.
3: I, mean, I don't even know if that can happen anymore because it's
1: a lot more tightly
3: controlled. There's a lot of factors into that, but – it sort of got to that point where I needed to do this, you know, and I'd had the plan to do it forever and I wanted to do it. And yeah. Was, yeah now, got it was me there. now I got there. Never thought I would, actually. Almost then, well, I went to the wall twice by building this place. So. Bankrupt? Oh, yeah, so close. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go.
0: Fuck, <laughs> it, we were like two grand. I'm not, oh, we were good. two grand. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I was, yeah. Like it it, we were building this
3: place <laughs> and by like, building the little front wine bar here, there'd be days when I get to work and I was like, right, I can afford two pieces of ply and a bag of nails. Yeah. Let's do that today. <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll get that. And tomorrow someone pay for their wine and be like, oh, I'll get another bit of wood. <laughs>
1: okay,
3: <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's, yeah. I, honestly, yeah. yeah. But how satisfying oh, that is. Mm. Absolutely.
1: And then yeah. it's so much more rewarding when you rewarding, finally get man. to it. And yeah. you
0: should be like, sometimes I feel a bit like, I'm fucking proud of us. I'm mm. proud oh, of what 100%. we've done and yeah. you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, There's we're, nothing we're, wrong we're to thrill. be proud I'm of so yourself. One last bit. I want to just talk about training. And, and, and teaching? do you have an apprentice or do you make all the wine yourself and then train in the front of house? Jonjo, who
3: you met? Um, yeah, he, builder. I mean, he started with me. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades. Builder, plumber, electrician. Actually, not electrician. Was he, friend? Said, don't touch things that go boom. Yeah, So, so John Joe goes to such. something that
1: goes boom and I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but like
3: Jonjo started with me. I found him uh, through my previous assistant winemaker. Jonjo just rocked up one day as a casual to help me do some bottling. And straight away, I was like, this kid's pretty cool. He's funny. He makes me laugh, you know. Um, and he was interested. He was like, the only guy I've ever had out there was like, I want to clean. I want to clean a tank. And I'm like, nobody ever wants to clean a tank. <laughs> You're high. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we gave him a vintage job and then he just stayed vintage, on. What's a vintage job? Oh, so like a stagiaire. Yeah, so yeah, yeah intern, you know, so for yeah, five yeah. weeks during harvest. So yeah. from picking the fruit to finalizing the ferment. Yeah. Um, that's what we call the vintage position. And then after that, it was like, you're cool, stay around, you know. It for me, it's it's more. I've, I've never wanted. To me, a lot, a lot of times, like internships and trainees feel a bit like babysitting, and I don't have time for it. Yeah. Like I need someone who's on the ball, who um, has who's desire, got desire, learn. who's got gumption, who's passionate, about passionate, passionate. Yeah, exactly. And and who's also able to function on their own, you know, because I just don't have time for that. So John Joe's been with me now what four years, three years,
1: yeah, four years, old. and
3: he's pretty much independent mm-hmm. now, and he makes his own white right here. So part of the deal I of John Jonjo is that um, he works for me full time at a, a, at a decent There's wage, it. but he's still getting not paid enough for what he's worth. Yeah. But he gets to utilize all the equipment to make his own product. So and he makes his own his wines wine, and cider yeah. and yeah. meads and all these things, and and he you help them.
0: him support him and look. Like- well,
3: he just does it. I just give him the time and the equipment to do it, and he does it himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's leaned, You know, early on before he was a, a really good winemaker, he leaned on me for information and support. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's freely given and that's an easy thing to give, you know. But he, he's a smart kid who just now he goes his own way and he's, you know, just goes off and does it. So it's great, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's
0: yeah. that. And how much do you think people should be putting in themselves? hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a problem sometimes well, yeah. in the industry. I think yeah, sometimes well, I think it? that it's that the coming to work and that's it, right? You yeah. should mm. be coming to work and they should be taught at work and it's the employees, employers, Responsibility, responsibility to to, drive you. to, to, to yeah. drive you and build you up, but I I I think that it's a, it's a partnership. You should be going home reading, studying. You need yeah. to put your. Well, own that's it. I always so, say that yeah.
1: the people that I I enjoy spending time with the most are the people that are interested and interesting. Yeah, and they're the people that find a question, and they ask for an answer. And if they can't find the answer around them, then they go and find it somewhere else like Google because there is information absolutely everywhere. It's phenomenal. So as long as they've got the desire and drive to go and find the answers themselves when they can't get it from you, you know, or if you can't give them the answer, then you're looking for that answer as well. It's just that strive to continually learn. And if you don't have that, like we we can't. You can't instill that. I've always had
3: this um, aversion to hiring anybody who's got a degree in winemaking. Mm -hmm. I've actually never done it. Yeah. I don't have one myself, so I'd I'd far prefer to have someone who's got an absolute passion in creating um making something, be it wine, be it woodwork, be it food, be it something, you know, just just to have that passion Mm. and drive to do something, you know. I mean the the main thing I always think about when it's hiring and training staff is like I've got to spend somewhere between ten and fifteen hours a day with you. If you're a dickhead, that's (laughs) just not gonna work, you know. So it's very much a personality based thing and and if we can get along, you can I can teach anybody how to run a pump. You can teach anybody how to ferment some grapes, but if you can, yeah, if you can stand to be with them fifteen hours after you started <laughs> that, then that's a different thing. You know? And then want to have a beer with them afterwards, and that's that makes a happy workplace. And I think you make better wine by doing it. Culture, you know? culture, culture is yeah. a big thing.
0: Yep. We really talk. I'm talking a totally. lot about or during this podcast about culture, and I think it's such an important thing. You know, like mm. I think mm. creating that culture again, mental health. Yeah happy place to work creativity it all yeah. about you know especially in this industry i'm talking this industry you know yeah. you, you know that's all i contact that's all i know of course it's so the yeah. there was
1: one thing when i, I came and started working here full time and hmm. it was <laughs> i just remember the first day and we were just laughing nonstop the whole day we although a we were well, working we had a long hard, lunch, yeah. but we were laughing and i just forgot that you could laugh at work hmm. yeah because i've spent such a long time either working by myself or working in really high stress jobs yeah. where you don't have time to laugh to
3: have
2: fun, you yeah. know
1: it, you don't even have enough time to breathe sometimes, and that reflects on the product know?
3: I mean I, I remember walking the last time I came to your place and I walk in and I, I mean I knew that you guys had scaled up production significantly but it's still that same shop and I remember seeing there was like eight people squeezed <laughs> into this <laughs> tiny little storefront and everyone's happy everyone's productive everyone's working and it's like that's a special place if you can yeah. you can maintain that sort of level of happiness within a real busy really tight small space yeah for it's,
0: sure. it's something well, to be it's something yeah to be proud yeah, of. Yeah, so, yeah for sure 100% like what I what we did was well, what I did was I thought about all the times I was happy at work and yeah. where I'd worked where, where I'd enjoyed it and the, the times I was my happiest and where I felt like I was learning the most and, and enjoying it the most and then just try and replicate that yeah, yeah, that's go. it Perfect. that's it like there's nothing like, like we don't have any shouting and it's pretty relaxed, and we try to yeah. make it really like, It is getting more and more difficult as it gets busier, and yeah. we're leaning more on the guys and the space is tight. So we, we, we are we're always trying to improve that mm. as well, you know. But anyway,
3: culture is a big a thing. Culture I think we need to do. But I think that also reflects on your product, and for me, it reflects on the venue. It reflects on everything. You yeah. Know? So um, it, it, that's how you create a happy product with a happy space and a happy place to sell it. In, you know? People
2: happy,
0: exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, on that note, on the happy note, mm-hmm. happy happy. let's uh thank you very much for your time. Mm, Thanks, thank you, that was uh, it was awesome, and yeah, I, I can't man. wait to come and hopefully do some. Oh, I can't yes. wait I to can't pour wait you a glass of you, yeah. wine,
2: yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Bring thank you very game. much. Thanks. Take it easy. Thanks, Robbie. On a bit, and that's <laughs> all, folks.